Hello everyone, my name is Derek, I'm one of the church leaders here at Ebby and it's just so lovely to spend the next few moments with you just where you are. You know in a month's time the Olympic Games will be taking place at Tokyo and for me I love the Olympic Games and I love watching them, I love feeling and sensing the competition but the reason I'm mentioning the Olympic Games here is because there is one event which I think really captures the teaching theme that we are working with just now. So our theme is looking back and looking forwards. And the Olympics event that I have in mind, if you haven't already guessed, is that of rowing. For the rowers, you have to look back in order to move forwards. Of course, the intention is to move forwards, but their focus as rowers is on a number of things in order to make progress. First of all, they have to focus on where they've been. That's the direction they're actually looking as they're sitting in the boat. Their focus is on what they're holding, the oars in their hands. Their focus is on one another as they work together as team. Their focus is also on the finishing line and also on the cox who is guiding them. So in this strange place that we continue to find ourselves, coming towards exiting the pandemic cautiously and carefully, then I think we also must look backwards. Learn from our history, from our experience, from our journey. We've also got to look at what we have in our hands. If you like, our calling, our context, our gifts. We need to look at one another and pull together in the same direction. We need to look to the future to that which lies ahead of us. And dare I say, above all, we need to look at Jesus himself, our guide. All of this helps us to look and move forwards. Last week, Esther helped us look back and look forwards by remembering. I hope you've managed to find a stone and write your name on it so that at Ebby we can have a collective Ebenezer stone. Whereas last week was about remembering, today is all about rebuilding. And to inspire us we're going to read from the Bible book of Ezra where we find the people rebuilding the temple. God's people, the Israelites, the Jewish nation, they had been deported from their homeland and taken into exile. The enemy had smashed Jerusalem's defences and destroyed the temple and the palaces. But now the people are coming out of exile, back to their roots. The other Bible book of Nehemiah handles the rebuilding of the walls of the city of Jerusalem, but here, Ezra is handling the matter of the rebuilding of the temple itself. So we're going to read together from Ezra chapter 3, and I'm going to start at verse 7. 
They gave money to the masons and carpenters, and gave food and drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre, so that they would bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa, as authorised by Cyrus, king of Persia. In the second month of the second year, after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Jeshua, son of Josedach, and the rest of their brothers, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work, appointing Levites, 20 years of age and older, to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Jeshua and his sons and brothers, and Cadmiel and his sons, descendants of Hodaviah, and the sons of Henadad and their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together in supervising those working on the house of God. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David. King of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord, He is good, His love to Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the, shout of, the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping, because the people made so much noise, and the sound was heard far away. And we'll leave our reading of Ezra 3 at that point. Now, as we look back over the last 15 months since that first notorious lockdown in March 2020, I wonder if we have ever felt like we have been in exile. For example, we've been prevented from gathering together in person as a whole church family, as a whole community. We've been cautious, maybe even fearful, at the hands of the enemy. After all, the virus has been an enemy to us all. We've been imprisoned. I mean, is that too strong a word? In our own homes. New laws have placed huge restrictions upon our lives. A lot of freedoms were removed from us. Our old lives were turned upside down, whether home, work, school, university, retail, hospitality, absolutely everything. But now it feels like we're coming out of exile. Lockdown's over, restrictions being removed. Ahead of us, we have a hope of all restrictions being removed, albeit this has already been delayed now. And we will be able to return to gathering, all of us together. We're still looking to that day. And I think coming out of exile 
moves us now into a phase of rebuilding. Did you note from our reading how some people were resourced to prepare and bring the materials that would be needed? Did you see how others were appointed as builders and still others to supervise the building? Many, many people were involved together in the rebuilding of the temple. And from this, I just want to make this very simple statement. I think each and every one of us can play an important part in rebuilding. Let's remember that Ebby Church, for example, is not an organisation. We are a community, a family, a body of people who follow Jesus. Every single person counts and can be involved in rebuilding. And I also want to point out that this is about rebuilding and not building. In other words, it is giving due regard to what was there before. It isn't starting all over again. It isn't starting from scratch or from a blank piece of paper. In Ezra, it was the temple that was destroyed and it is the temple which is being rebuilt, built again. And yet in rebuilding what was there before, this does not mean we have to replicate it in every detail. The rebuilding will be different to the original. I mean, the context might have changed. So the rebuild needs to be fit for purpose for the current time rather than for the past. And I think there's a good way to both honour the past and Rebuild for the future. I'm sure there are many, many areas in our lives where we need to rebuild. Home life. Disrupted by a government order to stay at home as much as you can. Work life. Disrupted by furlough. A loss of a job. Working from home if you can. Our children's lives. Schools being closed, homeschooling, loss of education, teacher assessments instead of exams, lots of groups and clubs that have been shut. And our mental health, isolation, keeping a distance, wearing a mask, no going off on holiday, reduced travelling. You see, all of these areas need rebuilding. And I think there are many ways in which rebuilding is completely relevant to us right now. And of course, rebuilding in the life of Ebby Church is both relevant and important. And I kind of want to say this. There might be a lot of differences as to how we gather together in the future. As we look back and look forwards. Many of our activities may be different. Some might stop altogether. Others may continue but look and feel a little different. Still new activities might be birthed altogether. And so coming out of the pandemic, and that's our hope, isn't it? That's our prayer. Being relieved of restrictions, 
feeling safe again altogether, all of that is going to act as a catalyst and an opportunity for new and different ways ahead together. We will look forwards to the future, but it's wise to have an eye on the past as we consider what have we learnt from this very difficult situation we've all faced. But the real heart of my talk today, in the context of rebuilding, is all about our emotions and how we are feeling as we move from one situation to another, away from restrictions and back into freedom. No longer distancing, but getting close again. No more isolation, but returning to gathering. We will all have a whole load of mixed emotions as we rebuild together for the future. In the story of the rebuilding of the temple that we read together, I was really struck by what appears to be very different, if not opposite, emotions expressed by the people. On one hand, we read this, the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord. On the other hand, but many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud. How interesting that the same occasion generated both cheers and tears. Clearly there was joy. The temple was going to be rebuilt. The foundations were relayed. There was music, there was shouting, but some shed tears at seeing the foundation of the temple relayed because they'd seen the original temple. And I'm sure there were many different and varied reasons for those tears. And I find myself speculating a little bit here. I mean, did some people just want the old temple back? exactly as it was before. But they knew you can't go back. You can only move forwards. Have an eye on the past, but your direction is forwards. Did some just have an overwhelming sense of remembering and enjoying the past experiences in the temple, finding it hard, just hard, to imagine a different, a new future? Were some just relieved and grateful that the temple was going to be rebuilt? These were not sad tears, but happy tears. Or was this just an outpouring of emotion? You know, we can feel and express emotions without fully understanding why we feel the way we do. We're human beings, we're emotional beings, and sometimes emotion just takes over and we respond, whether that's laughter or tears, and we don't quite understand what's happening in us. And that's okay. Like I said, I'm focusing on handling our emotions through this change, looking back and looking forwards at the same time. So as we approach a better time ahead of us, as we genuinely experience a change in these circumstances, 
both in our own situations and our collective one as a church community together. There will be a whole load of different emotions amongst us, lots of different feelings and expressions of those emotions. I don't think it's hard to see what I've imagined from those tears of people weeping at the rebuilding of the temple, how they might apply to us today. We might feel very similar. And I do want to lay a foundation stone here and now. When it comes to all of us engaging with one another for the future, I think every one of us, when we relate to each other, we must exercise love, care, grace, patience, respect and understanding with one another. And this will be needed because we will all be in different places relating to the future. Let's be honest, some will be desperate to jump right back into the large gathering, all of us back together. But others are going to be far more cautious, maybe nervous, and need to approach it slowly. Let's honour those differences. Some will want to return to many of the old ways as to how we did church together. And others are keen to see radical changes to our practices. Let's honour one another. Some want to see a whole church back to gathering again. And others want to see something of a more dispersed model of smaller church. Let's honour one another. To be honest, whilst I may have made this appear binary as if it's either or, I actually think we can work together really well in honouring all of the different emotions we feel and still make good progress together for the future. I think we can all contribute to the rebuilding from where each of us stands. If some of you are keen and excited and motivated to embrace the changes to the church and to the world, then be aware that others are nervous and need more time to adjust. If some of you feel strongly that we should return to the former things, then be aware that others want something fresh and new and different. Let us be aware of our own emotions and the emotions of others. And let's just be kind, kind to ourselves and kind to one another in the mix of emotions coming out of exile into freedom, looking back, looking forwards. And above all, let's bring our emotions to God himself, knowing that he is good and his love to us endures forever. Yes, we need to process our emotions with God as well as with one another. And God will treat us ever so gently and kindly. Do you remember that verse in the Bible, Isaiah 42, verse 3? A bruised reed he will not break, a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. Can you sense there how gently he handles us? 
If we're feeling vulnerable with our emotions, both looking back and looking forwards, then know this, God is really good at holding us in his arms and encouraging us, building us up, supporting us and helping us. It's that verse in Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. And as we think in this kind of way, can't you just hear the words of Jesus himself? Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm convinced that we will need to rebuild in so many ways, in our lives, in our homes, in our communities, in our city, in our nation, in our world. And we do need to rebuild together in the church at Ebby, as that church family, that church community. We need to honour the diversity amongst us as to our emotions and desires and needs and feelings. You know, a week ago, I was sat at the table studying for this talk. I had in front of me my Bible opened at Ezra chapter 3 and I was reading this chapter through as I was beginning to think, what should I be saying today? And do you know, the very moment I was reading those words from Ezra chapter 3, an email dropped into my inbox. It caught my attention. I just opened it up. And it was an email from New Wine. And it opened with Ezra chapter 3. The very same words that I was actually reading at that moment. And I love it when those things happen because it just feels like a bit of a God moment. You know, you might call it a coincidence. I think it was a God moment. And I think it was just the sense of God saying to me that a talk about rebuilding is right and proper and relevant and timely for us now. The future is going to be a sense of rebuilding, rebuilding together, rebuilding in the life of the church. Is that going to be rebuilding the community Rebuilding the structures that we work to, rebuilding how we do things, rebuilding our activities, lots of rebuilding. So this feels right, doesn't it? That email stated this, our nation, its cities and communities face a huge rebuilding task after the pandemic. So. I just want to leave those few thoughts with you. This is really about looking back and looking forwards, yes. It is about rebuilding, yes, but it has been a real focus on our emotions, how we feel about rebuilding, how we feel about the last 15 months and being kind to ourselves, being kind to one another, bringing our emotions to God, they're safe in his hands, but enabling us to work through our emotions with each other honouring and respecting one another. We're all in different places. We're all going at different speeds. Let's just be kind. As a response to these thoughts, 
around rebuilding, I'd like to lead us in this simple prayer. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, we acknowledge that there is much rebuilding we need to do in our lives, our church, our communities, our city, our nation and our world. Lord, we ask for your help. We pray for wisdom and discernment so that we might both look back and look forwards, finding ways to gather again safely. Help us, Lord, to treat each other well with love, care, patience, grace, respect and understanding. Please bless our children and our youth. Help them with the many challenges they face. Please bless the vulnerable and the elderly. Help them regain confidence. Lord Jesus, thank you for your kind and gentle invitation to come to you where we will find rest and peace and calm. Thank you that our emotions are safe in your hands. May we rebuild well and give to you all the glory and the honour. We acknowledge that you are good and your love endures forever. In your name, Jesus. Amen.